coming to you all today. We are coming from Chateau de Bed. <laughs> Welcome to the Hot Flush, the world's premiere podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your hosts, Mrs. Woog and Mrs. Berry. And how are you today? Well, I have literally been up for five minutes. I know. I uh, I pinged I pinged Mrs. Woog from the uh, local uh, the local cafe and said, I have coffees, I am on my way. Super- to which I ignored. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I heard it super ping. early today, lots of things to do, lots of things. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so I heard it ping and I thought, oh, that's just one of my children asking me for money. <laughs> so I ignored well, it. Well, that's fair. So we are coming live, having coffee in bed. Just coffee in bed. Very professional, I think. That's I a new... Uh, is that a new... A new <laughs> hi? A new low. low. <laughs> So I have literally just woken up, so bear with me while I wake up. But Kim is full of beans because she's been up since five o'clock because she is certifiably insane. I know. I got up because I have now inherited the, I'm I'm calling it the Sydney cold Hmm. because every single person I know has had it. You've had it a couple of times because you're the valedictorian of, uh, you know. Only this year. Yeah, I know. Normally you're as healthy as an ox. I know. This year I really picked up the baton and run with it. I know. So Rob had it and was absolutely slayed by it when we were in sunny Brisbane last weekend. I'll fill you in on that later. It's the worst cold. Oh. And so I was just up all night hacking up a lung. Because it starts in your face. Starts in your eyes and your nose and your throat, and once it hits your lungs, yes, then you just cough it all up, and it go, and you just you're in the line at Woolies and you hear it, (laughs) and and then you hear it again (laughs) like that, and um and so I had another coughing fit at like five, and then I just went, just get up, like you've got so much, you know, you've got so much washing to do, do some work, like just get knock a story over. And just get some washing on and you'll actually feel better for the day. That, you, was, my, that was my thought process. Do, do you know what? I do because... Get out. Because <laughs> guess so what? Cheeriness there coming are... from one so old, so early. <laughs> there are two loads of washing on my line. And I've said this to you before. It's the saddest thing that you could be excited about. I know, isn't it? It's like that whole thing. Good drying day. No, I don't. I, it's not really a good drying day because the air's just still too cold. But it's out there early, but you so hopefully it. it will dry. And I was like, two loads on the line. It's just I don't even know who you are. Do anymore. you know what it means? It means there's uniforms for Monday. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> and I've got some undies because I'm down I to the am, last pair. Here I am with a bona fide seasonal affective disorder. Whatever seasonal affective disorder thing. <laughs> You've got a sad, sad. I've got a sad, sad to add to the <laughs> bloody rest of the problems. And you're in here all chirpy do, talking about the washing. I, I don't even have a bra on. <laughs> I know, but you've got a run DMC singlet top on. So that is points. I, I, mean, I am extremely badass. <laughs> you're so badass. Hey, uh, uh, Mr. Wood gets home on Monday. Oh, I know. 48 hours until, like, sanity prevails. Oh, I have missed that man. As soon as he walks in, I will just go, I love you, I miss you. And then I bet you 15 minutes later, I'm like, oh. get out. <laughs> I spoke to him yesterday and I said, and then this happened. Because I've got some funny things to tell you what's happened to me this week. Yes. And then this happened and then this happened. And he goes, oh. I just saw a baby black bear because he's in Canada. Oh, did you just go, go, go and yeah. rumble, go and play with the black yeah. bear. Go and give it a pat. Give it, <laughs> give it all my best. 
Wow. I mean, baby black bears are bloody cute. I was a little bit jealous, I've got to be honest. You know our friend, you know our awesome natural, who is a badass friend, Kate, who's now living in the States yep. with her hot mechanic car restorating boyfriend. Um, oh, she is badass. She is badass. She's got the hottest boobs in the world. Anyway. I'm sitting here in my Run DMT, Run DMT t-shirt, no bra, and my Bob. Yeah, you are you are rocking the the rocking the the northern suburbs bob, let me tell you. The North not, Shore not, Bob nor, The North Northern Shore Bob suburbs. How dare you? It's the North Shore. The North Shore Very Bob. Different. <laughs> um she's got a baby hedgehog. She's got a hedgehog. Oh baby bears, baby hedgehogs. I've got hedgehog. nothing. I know. I have nothing but a stupid oh, come a on. dog that looks like a Muppet. It, she does look like a Muppet. So uh, hot flushes for those who would like to know. I am like obviously in Woods' bed, um, and Isabel Barbara is just curled up beside me against my leg. She does seem quite obsessed with licking her nose at the moment, which is quite gross. But and she's, she's still pretty cute. She's staring at you with love. Yeah, because she's eyeing off my coffee. That's oh, what no. she's doing. Um, How was I, your week? Ah, the week. How many times did you cry? I'm on day three. (laughs) Woohoo! So my period now seems to... um, I've been... Okay, here, I'm going to put this out to the crowd. I am contemplating ditching my period tracker and just following it myself because what I think is happening is my period tracker is telling me you're ovulating or your PMT is going to start now or your period's due now and I'm... There might, there is obviously a level of just hormonal insanity, but and rage and <coughs> and depression. Yep. But I reckon there's a level of like psychosomatic as well, where I'm like, oh, my period's due, and so then I just get ragey and depressed, and but then doesn't it doesn't that, arrive for like another two weeks. Doesn't that give you uh, like? And I get what you're saying, but my period tracker gives me permission to then be a total. <laughs> Oh, hang on. Hold the hold the phone. Where were we? Sorry about that. Do you know that's the one big thing that we get complained about is that we start stories and we don't finish them. I know. You know, if we cared, we could just rewind it and listen and remember what we were talking about. Or if we cared, <clears throat> we could actually have production notes. Oh, yeah. We kind of used to do that, didn't we? Um... The one thing that we need to talk about is, and we'll start off with this. George Columbus. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the day runs that, you know, you're all in these groups. So oh, so backstory. Is, yeah. Very first, very first MasterChef in Australia. So please remember that this is now, what, how many years? 11, 10, 10, 11, years 10 11. So, you know, people were cooking things like um, a souffle or a bit of lamb backstrap and some parsnip chips, which is what Julie Goodwin cooked. And I made my, like, I made my family's favourite ginger sesame chicken and rice, right? It's a version of Hanan chicken. It's like a cheats version. Anyway, so I'm making it. And and then you're just sitting in a room and they randomly call your name. And then you've got, there's two kitchen setups at the front and, you know, two of you are sort of cooking. And then one starts and then you start 10 minutes later. So it's staggered. And then so I cooked mine and then you put it all on a trolley and you wheel it into the room and there's the three of them. And we'd all already met them just in a big group for them to say hello. 
And Matt just seemed so terrifying, um, but was actually really funny and just totally charming. Gary was as just vanilla and I don't know, he's kind of like, um, what's that thing called? It's like a, oh God, that's going to really annoy me. It's like a sort of set, not a little bit like a custard. Anyway, he's like custard, Gary. No, you know what he is? Vanilla custard. No, he is a substitute high school math teacher. Well, that too. And he's anyway. a bit, and he's a bit doughy. You sort of think that if you pressed onto his skin, I'm having that it lunch would with stay him. Stay indented. I'm having lunch with him next week. Actually, Are you? yeah, at the mm. Sydney Seafood School. Oh, yeah, that would be lovely. No, apparently he's going to teach me how to cook. Is he? Mm. Just you? I was a group of us. Hmm, that's fancy. Anyway, and then, and then there was the little, you know, terror. the angry, the little, the little the angry dog. thief. You know, there's this great meme of like, you know, a big lumpling Labrador just going, hello, my friend, I love you, I'm going to eat you. And then there's this other little rat dog chihuahua thing baring its teeth just going, I'll cut ya, I'll cut ya. And that was George. Anyway, so they all eat it and I'm telling them a story about why I make it and blah, blah. Gary goes, Gary just sort of shrugs and goes, yeah, yeah, it's nice, it's good, you know, good flavour, blah, blah. And then George destroyed me. Like, just, just like, oh, this is like really, you know, it's really not there and it's not very good. And, you know, there's this hole in the wall place in Singapore where you can just get the most incredible Hanan chicken and rice and the flavours are blah blah And, you know, you've really got to work Basically on that. Basically your shit. Know. And then Matt just looked at me and he just goes, I thought it was fantastic. And if, you know, if I'd come to your place for dinner, I'd be going back for seconds. And then he turned to George and he said, not all of us have the income all the time to just jet over to Singapore for, a, you know, for a high, high class, high quality Hanan chicken and rice. And if someone presented this to me, I'd be pretty darn happy with it. I love him. Yeah. And I love Matt ever since. So in, when Felix was in uh, year 11, when he went to, he changed, you know how he went to the senior campus? The yep. freshy, and uh, he basically convinced nearly everyone in his year that he was Matt Preston's son. <laughs> And I could never have been prouder. And so actually on the back of his year 12 jersey, it says F Preston. (laughs) (laughs) So that is my George Columbara story. Did you see him on the ABC the other night? Couldn't watch it. Couldn't watch it. He was like crying. Okay, so I actually, um, here's the reason why I actually couldn't watch it. One, because I am so sick of middle-class white men who behave abhorrently and then just turn around and do a whole teary, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, when they've basically been publicly shamed. Like Barnaby Joyce. Yep, Barnaby does it. I can't afford a coffee anymore. Yeah, on my, what is it, 280,000 salary? And, uh, And so I just, so that's the first part is, the second part is, um, if he'd underpaid staff like I don't know, fifty bucks each or something like fine. Some of them are millions, like twelve thousand dollars, right? And but the main reason is, you know, I was married to a chef for more than the better part of twenty years, and the shit wages and the shit conditions that those that profession lives with, and the hardship that it puts on them and their families. You know, that, it was a large contributor to why our marriage did 
not last. It's, and it's George's fault. No, no, George. No, it's not George's fault. But he is represent that his actions are representative of of the industry, and it's actually because it's not it's not because of our situation. I I can empathise with those that he short shafted, short shafted, short shifted, short shifted. Anyway, because him just sitting there saying so that doesn't. That doesn't do away with the stress and the hardship he put on those families for those years who might not have who might have been kicked out of a house because they couldn't make rent or forced to sell something because they, you know, didn't have enough money. Like it's just so subpar. So I couldn't watch it. So now everyone's boycotting his restaurants. Good. And he's, he's oh, although then of course those staff are going well, to suffer. Well, those staff are going to suffer then. So he's now crying down the camera saying, "Please come back and eat at my restaurants because I can't afford to pay my staff." Oh, what a cunt! Ooh, there goes that word. Mhm. Uh, I had an okay week. Yeah, how was your week? Well, funny thing happened. Oh, sorry to interrupt, and I know everyone hates this. But Rob and uh, so Rob and Grovey came with me today because after this we're heading to out to the Boondocks to some baseball super center um, for Grovey because he needs all these things because now apparently he's a baseball superstar so we need to sink a couple more hundred bucks and so I deposited Rob and Grovey at the local fancy cafe Goodfields Goodfields Rob was like I'm yet to be convinced. Uh, that there's anything in that, you know, godforsaken suburban wasteland. I was like, well, that's harsh. Anyway, <laughs> he, uh, I said to him, no, there's something really good. There's like something like a, like a crab omelette. It was actually a lobster roll. And look, he's just sent us pictures. Did you order the lobster he bagel? He the lobster bagel. Mm-hmm. And Did you get the extra truffle? No, no, but Grovey had fried chicken with truffle. Anyway, so back to your week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, she's just having a drink. The first part of my week, I'm interrupting again just while you swallow. God, you are, but that's okay. So I was in Brisbane. I was in Brisbane for a conference, Food Tech Queensland. Do you want to know, I can tell you anything about an extruder, a heat uh, Now, okay, let, let, let's, let's let the listeners vote. Would you rather hear about that or hear about how the Woogs are now on the welfare payment system of public <laughs> education? <laughs> yeah, okay, you win. Go. So, my oldest son, who's just like me, he plays rep rugby and he's very proud of the fact. So he's lost his school jumper, which I suppose is just chucked under his bed somewhere. I was just going to say it's probably down the side of his bed. Um, so he wears his rep jumper to school. And the deputy principal, who's a lovely man, um... Finally had enough. Yes. And said, Horatio, very proud that you play rugby, but you need <laughs> to wear your school jumper. And he said, well, we're going through some financial hardships at the moment in my family. <laughs> um, and my dad isn't actually even living with us at the moment. <laughs> oh, my God. He is so you. Um, How, to, could just he be to, more you? To get out of a uniform detention. Oh. So he came home and he goes, oh, well, I told them that we were poor, that Dad wasn't living with us anymore. And I was like, what? So <laughs> the deputy principal has offered to um, p- 
purchase the uniforms required for Harry. Oh, my God. Um, to come out of a special fund, which is set up for people, which, thank God, I mean, you know. That's very good of your school to have that. I know, but fuck me if I didn't have to send out email after email just trying to, it, like, you know, and it's a very fine line. Thank you so much for, you know, being so caring, but we can actually afford a uniform and we're lucky that we can afford a uniform. Oh, my God. And my husband hasn't left us destitute. He's actually riding his bike in Whistler, which it sounds like such a wanky thing to do. Um, but, oh. but you, and I know how schools work because I used to be a teacher. There would be a very big discussion that the wigs were on the skids. <laughs> it would be. It would be a general staff room discussion. You know, and I've got to do... What can, can we do to support this family? I've got to do canteen next week. <laughs> they, might have, they might have sent a hat around. I know. I know. <laughs> you could play it for all it's worth. My God, imagine what you could get. Well, that's what their mum said. Mum said, well, why don't you just, like, you know, ask if you can take all the food home for the rest of the week, leftovers and... Oh, yeah, that. let's eat leftover canteen food for the week. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so... Sausage that, roll, anyone? So that was, that was both a high and a low because it was embarrassing yet uh, quite funny. He's, that is hilarious. He's a very naughty man. So um, I think last week uh, I was informing everyone about Felix and, you know, how um, he hadn't gone back to uni and I was really worried about him. And he finally sort of came down and spoke to me I think it was last Thursday after we podcast and um, he's not going back mm-hmm. he's working at the pub mm-hmm. and it's like I have Felix back it's like this huge weight has been lifted off him his eyes are all his little you know shiny eyes are back and you told us about this last week just about 15 minutes ago no, that was I was talking to you about that before we went. Oh, before, before we, we all... press play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you about it and I said, we should just start recording. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Love Island has finished and it's really, <laughs> it's really thrown me. Oh, my God. From, from a lovely, like the end of a real episode of stress and emotional turmoil for me over my son and his future to fucking Love Island. So what happened? Was it a good ending? Yes, Amber and Greg won, despite all of the um, the favourites, Molly May and Tommy. Molly May? Yes, she's an influencer. Wow. <laughs> I think it's for the best it's finished. I, do I can too. feel my brain starting to regenerate some sort of brain oh cells. Oh, God. I just, I just, oh, God. I just can't. It's just terrible. Um, do you know what's come back on a- on television, though, that's very exciting on ABC? I think we're into week three or four. Sean McAuliffe's back. Very happy about that. Um, <gasps> yes? I had a moment where I couldn't speak this week. Why? Oh, yes, you did. Mm, okay, so I went to what was, the... Yes, this is another highlight of Wigs this week. She oh. was rubbing necks with the uh, hoi polloi. Hoi polloi. So I went to the opening night of a film coming out called Palm Beach... Which is set, guess where? Bilgola? Palm Beach. <laughs> Dickhead. Um, <laughs> and it's got all the greats in it, all the great Australian casts. It's got your Brian Browns, your... Oh, God. Is Rachel, what's her name? Yeah, so she directed it. And right. Jacqueline McKenzie and... Oh, wow. And 
Sam O'Neill and oh. you know if you know if you see the cast, can I just tell you, you Sam O'Neill. Can I finish my story? He's aging well. He he's going to ruin it for everyone. Oh, okay. So I yes. take my mother as a plus one. Turns yes. out my mum knows everybody in the room. Oh, of course she does. So I didn't have to worry about looking after her. Yeah. I'm having a chat to Jacqueline McKenzie as you do. Yeah. Because we do, used to do canteen together up at the local school. Yeah. She's very nice. She doesn't drink. Wait. Who doesn't? Jacqueline McKenzie. Oh. Um, it's quite rare for that industry. I know. The rest of them were throwing it back. So, anyway, I'm at the bar. Mum comes over as if she, like, you know, is the star of the show and asks me to get her a champagne. So, I got her a champagne. And then Sam Neill was standing next to me. And he was just standing next to me. Oh, yeah. And he said, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Sam Neill. And I shook his hand and I said, <laughs> I have never had the horn for a 72-year-old man. Like, I was probably the same age as your dad. Speechless. Yeah. Speechless, and I, I had to get a champagne for myself, and then I said, "Can I get you anything?" He said, "I'll have a red wine, thank you, Kate." Right. And then wow. we just stood there, and then I gave him his to red go wine. with some idle chit chat. You know, I'm good at the idle chit chat. Great that's, at the idle chit chat. That's where I, that's where I come into my own. I couldn't do any. It was it. it was done. I was just mortified. So you basically had your lease sales moment. Yes, like when you met Lee Sales at that book <laughs> Except, actually, I was you the other end the of the scale. You, you verbal diarrhoea. I verbal diarrhoea about funerals and dying when her dad had only died two weeks earlier. I stood there like I was good. having a stroke. Okay, that's very funny. It's very embarrassing. Hey, I'd like to point out to everyone, can anyone else note that we're not eating? No, correction, I'm not eating. I know. I'm trying very hard, everyone. You should be incredibly grateful. Um, I'll, I'll quickly finish off that story by saying... Oh, yes. I didn't like the movie. No. As if it would be any good. I didn't, oh, well, I thought it was going to be fabulous. Yeah. And up until a point, I was thinking, this is like the next great Australian movie. Oh, God. And the cinematography was beautiful. It was very, very overindulged in... Like, the editor could have really hacked a lot away. Right. And just when you think it was finishing, someone almost died. And then someone else, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, this would have been a fun. A fun, good, like, flick. Flick. But it became this arduous. Oh, yeah. Emotional. So then I felt really bad for Sam (laughs) Neill. But I think it will do well. Like, with the cast that it's got, people will go and see it. Um, Do you know there's another. I didn't love it. There's another movie, which is my, the worst movie of all time in my book. Um, I saw that yesterday, actually. Which? The worst movie of all time. Oh, really? I've, I've seen a couple this week, only in passing because they've been on in the background at home on, at, during the 10 minutes I seem to be there. Um, Magnolia. Not still Magnolias. No, that's the best movie of all time, <laughs> next to Footloose. Footloose is first, and then still Magnolias. Still Magnolias is the best. And then Step Brothers. Well, actually, those three are sort of like on the on What's the Magnolia about? Has it got oh. Nicole Kidman in it? Uh, no, I think it's got Julian, Julianne Moore and Tom Cruise is in it. Oh, God. And anyway, it's called Magnolia. And it, for starters, it seems to go for six hours. 
and you just keep thinking on oh, the frogs fall from the sky at some point and then it's and then you just keep thinking it's going to end the music sort of crescendos you know and you're like oh thank fuck it's over and it does that about four times no that was a bit like oh my god so everyone has to come back on the Facebook page and tell us what your what's the worst, worst movie. movie. I saw it yesterday. It's um, American Pie Two. Oh. <laughs> I was just what hanging. What the hell were you doing I watching hanging, American Pie Two? I was hanging at Mrs. Goodman's and she's just got the most comfortable bed and we're just she lying does. there just chatting and she just said, "Well, let's watch something." And we watched American Pie Two and it was like they sh- they wouldn't be allowed to get away with making that movie these days. No, all the um. Nuances are just jokes and so just dreadful. They end up watching the whole thing. Of course he did. What idiots. Um, so there was some the boys put on no Grover put on on Thursday night that there's a dog movie on Netflix called A Dog's Life or A Dog's something. Sign me up. Sounds good. And it's a dog and it's you know, and it's basically the concept that the, the consciousness of this dog it dies and then comes back in another dog. So it's a dog in different life circumstances. Like a di- a, a, it's the same no, that, spirit. That sounds like shit. It's the same spirit of the dog, but in then different. So it starts off, you know, the dog of a boy and then it's, then it's a German shepherd. Oh, can we stop for, talking about these people? Are turning fuck, off. it's so bad. I watched my other favorite show, Best in Show the other day. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I do love that. Um, my God, we are really scraping the barrel today, aren't we, once we start talking about movies. Maybe we should start talking about dreams. That'll be no! A good one. Actually, last night I did have a dream that oh, I dropped no. a glass on snow near a, near a doorway. And so I was down on my hands and knees trying to pick up all the little shards of glass out of the snow in case someone slipped over and then landed on the glass. That was my dream. Anxiety much? So I went to Brisbane last week it's a very pretty city it's confusing but it is quite confusing i always get lost um it took almost two days for us to realize that we could basically come out of our hotel and walk a straight line to the convention center where our two separate you know conventions were on oh how how mr and mrs smith are you two (laughs) (laughs) going off to matching conventions in the same center i know and don't you think it's hilarious that like Rob's at one about gender in tech and I'm at one about like food processing. So can I ask the question, did you make money on sharing a room? Make money? Like, so the company pays for the hotel room. No. So he's, so yeah. So my company paid for two nights and his company paid for two nights. So how many nights were out there? Four. Oh. So... But you could have absolutely shisted and made money on it. Here comes my entrepreneurial brain. Oh, I don't know if that's entrepreneurial or just like... Well, um, we're desperate here at Mind Master. I need to buy a new well, school shirt. Apparently, apparently you're like, you know, in financial We're living on baked beans at the moment, for God's sake. Um, we went to two lovely dinners. There's a place down there called Greca. Did Greek food. Oh, my God. So good. And then Italian, which was... Can you stop snorting up your snot like that? It's not pleasant. Oh, I'm sorry that my sickness is, is impinging on your ability to <laughs> hog the microphone the whole fucking time. <laughs> hey, um, okay. Um, I think we should have a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because I want to have a quick chat to you about something that I think we need. No, I'm just going to do it. I'm okay. just going to do it off the cuff. Okay, let's go. Um, 
Just remember that I haven't been to the toilet yet today. Oh, okay. Did everyone take note of that? Can anyone go and cut a slash for weeks? Um, so this week there's been um, – I was driving into work today one this week just because – I had to leave early for the, you know, the soon-to-be Major League Baseball star to for training in the afternoon. So, um, oh, God. Uh, and I'm driving down Macquarie Street and there's all these people outside Parliament House. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? It was just all right-to-lifers. Oh. And they were all okay. carrying signs saying, we support women. And it's like, no, you don't. That's not right. unless unless the we support women were the ones who are actually pro. Okay, so I need to back up a little bit. Yeah, New South Wales is there's a there's a bill in the parliament at the moment in New South Wales to decriminalise um, abortion because this, I cannot believe this that may this, surprise you, yeah, but ridiculous. it is still it is still um, illegal illegal. It's still based on the, um, I think, on the criminal act or something from like, oh God, I don't know, it's like 119 years ago or 120 years. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there you go. 119-year-old criminal code. So the Reproductive Healthcare Bill 2019 to excise abortion from the state's criminal code and create a standalone healthcare act to regulate the procedure. So... What's been proposed is actually incredibly well thought through and and sensitive and responsible in terms of women's health. Okay, and do you want to give some of those details? So it's basically it basically means that um, a, a woman can have uh, a woman can have an abortion um, request. It, it would allow abortion on request from women up to twenty two weeks gestation performed by a registered doctor and beyond that they would need the consent of two doctors now if you are a doctor and you don't agree with abortion for whatever reason Mm -hmm. you it will it will require you to um refer them to another doctor Mm -hmm. so uh i think that that's a really good thing it's not that you know well we had one of our local gps who refused to um to give a referral for one of my friends who needed to have an abortion yeah um and she did no longer works at that practice right yeah wow so the bill interesting i think this is really interesting the bill was introduced by alex green um now is it greenwich is his surname pronounced yes. greenwich um he's a lovely man he's a member for sydney yeah yeah um and he's an independent and, but he's, then, and he's gay. Oh, is he? Hmm. Uh, and it was co-sponsored by 15 MPs from both sides of Parliament. Pleasing. Very pleasing, including the Health Minister, which I think is very important um, because you just... Ugh. Anyway, so there was a story in the Herald this week which listed, um, which detailed stories from GPs and clinics in Victoria on near the Victorian border and basically they highlighted what was happening particularly to women who had been um, raped or um, victims of domestic violence and that they were travelling up to 600 kilometres from regional New South Wales 
to a practice in Wodonga in Victoria. Mm. So they've had, the, which is, you know, 10 minutes over the border. They've seen, Which is happening in America. Yeah, exactly. And they've assisted more than 1,000 women since 2014. Yeah. So, and then she said um, that up to 60% had travelled from New South Wales because they were unable to access safe abortions in their communities. It's the same with I'm Ireland. Sorry, what, what sort of civilised society are we living in? We're not. No. And I can totally appreciate if you, if you have a faith and are part of a religion where you cannot abide by abortion, that is your choice. You cannot, it's your choice to have a faith and to be part of a religion. Just like it is someone else's choice to not be. But it is not your choice if you are a pro-life to, to, then, to then impose that onto others. Exactly. So just shut the fuck uh, up. Yes. So um, I think I'm really hoping that it happens. I think it's been... Um, yeah, it's been delayed again until next week. Um, apparently several senior conservative MPs pushed it back. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just... Yeah, it's a worry. It is a worry. So, um, I, I think it's this like, is, it's this is a like... really easy space for, for the argument to become hysterical and, and ludicrous in terms of, oh, my God, people are just going to use it like a, like a contraception. contraception. Well, as, as somebody who has actually had an abortion at the age of 23 when I was travelling and I was overseas and there was a myriad of reasons why I was not ready to have a child. Yeah. Like, and then you live with all the guilt and the shame and, I, like, I just refuse to do that anymore. And yeah. I know of so many women who have gone through terminations including women in my family for whatever reason and it's nobody else's fucking business yeah and um it's not it's not and it's just you don't use it as a as a tool for contraception it is not a pleasant thing to have to go through no no it's it's and for people and it's so insulting to to sort of use that as a reason why it should remain a criminal act like i mean yeah, it's insulting. Anyway, um, but the thing is, is it will actually just bring New South Wales into line with the rest of the country. Like, fucking Gladys, bitch your ass, you can. What are you doing about it? No. And interestingly, you know, the sky hasn't fallen in any other state, you know, when they've changed it. Not suddenly seeing a rush. It's not a deluge of abortions. Well, I think, and I might be wrong, but they have decriminalised it now in Ireland because you used to have to go over to England. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's a little hard and heavy, isn't it, for a Saturday morning? (laughs) Can I go and do my wee now? You can go and pee now. (laughs) And we're going to have a look at some of the readers' questions when we come back. I think that's a good idea. Tall and tanned and young and lovely, the girl from Impanino goes walking and and she walking Okay, Woogs is getting dressed. You can all relax. Just put a bra on. I'm going to start the questions, Mrs. Woog. How are you feeling? This is from Belinda. Hi, Belinda. How are you feeling after the feeling off on the weekend? Yeah, well... Rob's a bit better and I'm not. 
Um, but, you know, it's fine. It's just a cold. It's just annoying. Uh, how's Mrs. Wu going solo parenting? I think we all, I think we're across that. Yeah. <laughs> and why don't we eat cheese twisties? Because they're inferior. I don't mind. I, I'll eat either. Um, now, Christy, I think, raised a very re- re- um, relevant uh, question to all of us. Do you ever feel just worn down by life? The fucking never-ending cycle. Cleaning, washing, school lunches, pick up, drop off, cork, on and on it goes. And I think a lot of us feel her. Not in a creepy way. And it's really, Christy, it's really boring. But you know what? Do you know what, though? I always look to you, Mrs. Wu, because you manage to, to... you managed to teach me about the having something to look forward to. Yes, absolutely. So, and no I'm matter- going down to, to Caro's farm next week for a couple of nights. So oh. I'm very much looking forward to it. And you, and you had your monthly lunch yesterday. I had my monthly girlies lunch yesterday, which always fills me with high spirits. Yes. So I, t- I think we all are there. Uh, and uh, But yes, it's about consciously building something into your week. Yep. That you're looking forward to for you for you not yeah not like a yeah not with or not like else. oh i've got the whole family coming over for sunday lunch yeah well that to me is a highlight <laughs> the looks of derision i am getting from mrs Wu today are just spectacular um asunta asks where do i send podcast approved snacks what are podcast approved snacks Snacks in general, I suspect. I've not allowed to and eat, we, though. It would have to be something, like, gelatinous so that it didn't make any noise. Um, well, we can DM you an address to send the snacks to. We yes. also um, accept alcoholic beverages. Yes, please send gin. Uh, <laughs> oh, Amy talks about um, grammar rage or spelling rage or punctuation rage. Now, I get this, but... Felix's third grade teacher said to me, like, so, you know, this is some years back, said, there are children, there are people who can spell and people who cannot. And those who cannot are not suddenly going to be able to spell. All we can do is teach them some tips and tricks on how to, you know, not make mistakes as often as, you know, they could. Also proofreading is is one. And having been a writer for many million years now, I've installed something called Grammarly, on my computer. Yeah. And it's my new best friend. Yeah. So I get it, but we just really need to, you know. Yeah, we accept everybody. Mm. Yeah. Some people can't catch a ball. Um, someone actually talked about Peter Dutton. We're not doing that. Um, we, uh, oh, my MasterChef story. Yes, we did that. <laughs> Have we got a twisty sponsorship? No. That's very annoying. Got no bloody sponsorships. Um, Eviana talks about grief and children. She's had a very tough couple of weeks. Right. Um, yeah. She's lost her, her ex-husband, who she was very good friends with, and his son in a tragic accident. Oh, and, gosh. Yeah, really just a tough week for her. Oh, so I'm we're thinking, so sorry. Thinking of you. That's really, that is really terrible. Um, and I can't really, I, I, it's not something I'm experienced in. Um, it's, Yeah. I'm sorry that we can't sort of provide you with a little bit more more guidance than that. Oh, Cindy's asking if your North Shore Bob is easy to maintain. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> it is because I've just had it freshly done. So after I wash it once, it will now go, then go back to looking. What's this vibrator you've put up here? 
oh, that's not a vibrator. Oh, what is it? Now, when I was at the chemist. Oh, my God. Not the chemist, at the post office. You know, the post office sells the most random shit. So random. It's like like the shopping channel. It's like the shopping channel where you can post a letter. Yeah. So this is, it's shaped like a banana. It looks like a vibrator. But what it does. You have to be careful. You'd suck your clip right off. Well, it's not for that area, darling. Wowzers. A sonic head. Imagine that. Run it over your skin. You know how we now all know how to shave our face. Yeah. This one goes to the next level of extracting all of your pores. (gasps) Wowzers. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's too much for me to talk about. She made herself, she made herself gag. I didn't even have to do it. Oh no, but I don't even want to talk about it now. I really, you know. It's, As if, like, that is just, it's just, it's just covert for, uh, um, it's not real. It's just another thing that yeah. some man in China came up with to yeah. say. Yeah, no, it's, no one's, no one's using that for a vibrator. No one. Oh, is that it? We didn't get many questions this week. I know, because everyone's so annoyed because we just, I want to go back to Christy. Christy. About feeling one... Uh, worn down by life. Yeah. Now, Christy, here's something for you. Spring is almost upon us. This is true. And spring means spring in my step. <laughs> and we've got this glorious Sydney weather. I'm not sure where you're from, but we have this glorious Sydney weather. Um, and the bulbs are starting to come out. Um, I want to talk about people that don't pick up after their dogs. Oh, God. This is... this. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm just issuing a blanket apology for this episode. <laughs> I am so annoyed with people that don't pick up after their dogs. I've got a better story than that. Okay, go. In the building next door to me at work, there's you know their fire door. So there's like an alcove and then the fire door. Someone did a poo in there. Oh, for God's sake! What are we becoming? There was just a big dirty log just sitting there. And I actually, this is who I've become now. This is what I meant to tell you. This is who I've become. I looked up the company that's in there because it's like, there's, it's a, a, you know, uh, ESL school. Like a, and I, um, I emailed them. I emailed them them and said, uh, there is human fecal matter in the fire, like alcove at your, at your building. That alcove is normally where all your students stand and smoke. And so now they're gathering in groups. I used that phrase, gathering in groups on the footpath, making it difficult for other pedestrians to get by. Could you please? And there are cigarette butts everywhere. That's who I've become. That's disgusting. That's who I've become. And they came back, then they got back to me and we're just like, we're, you know, I've got building management onto it. I love the fact that a we're at big, that age now that we big poo. that we um actually send letters off yeah to things like that. Yep. Rob sent a letter to the Virgin like you know Velocity Points Lounge thing asking them to improve their beer selection. <laughs> well, our local IGA has recently changed management and oh. part of Part of the topic yesterday around the girls who lunch was Mrs. O'Kelly is very upset that they've made changes to the alcohol that they now provide. Well, that's fair. Yep. 
Jeez, That's like, like when they stop stocking your favourite, you know, like cereal or butter. Or when they run out, they run out of my Haribo um, jubes. Oh, I thought you'd moved on to the Lifesavers black currant pastilles. No, because they bought the jubes back in, so now oh. I'm going through about five packets of those a day. Wow. Don't they just? Do they have a laxative effect? I'm not sure. Oh well, if you haven't noticed. One of the, some, we had some people comment on the fact that you need to go to the toilet when you go to a bookstore. Yes. Someone else was exactly the same. We reckon it had something to do with maybe just the soft music. <laughs> do you still read much? No. Oh, that's a it's shame. It's really sad. It makes me really sad. I wish. I really miss it. And I hear about all these books and just go, I would love that. And then I never read it. And when I do try to read, I fall asleep after about two pages. Because as soon as I stop, I sleep. Yeah, it does help you go to sleep. Yeah. So if anyone can give me some good tips on how I could get back into reading, I would really appreciate it. Um, And please don't say go to bed 10 minutes earlier. Because at the moment I get home at 8pm and when I go to bed at 9, I'm really stretching the friendship and relationship with all of my family. Goodness me. I know. Oh, oh, there was also an online country road fiasco this week <gasps> where they sent out their newsletter. Yeah. And it was a picture of a family, multi-generational. The youngest woman would have been about 30. Mm. And then the oldest man would have been about 50. Oh. So all of us 40-year-olds got our tits in a total tango. Tango. <laughs> And started bombarding the Country Road Facebook page for ignoring their target demographic. Maybe maybe they're trying to make their target demographic someone else. But no one else is going to wear a linen pant. Yeah, that's true. So they make old lady clothes for young people. Yeah, Okay. I get that. But then they hey. issued issue an apology. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. Um, there was someone else about that. There was another story about something like that where they'd put out a... Oh, I was just going to say, we never did talk about that Vanity Fair article. Oh, the Murphers? Yeah. Well, it's been around for a while now. There's a group of Byron Bay women who live a very beautiful curated life. Um, and they're very famous on the gram. Yeah. And they've got half a million followers and they live in pastel tones and their children are called like Astrid and... Not pastel, like in like... No, no, not pastel. Like earth tonals. No, no, God, not... No, no you pastel. said pastel Sorry. tones. You mean tonal tones. Like earthy tones. Like stone. And they don't and have... They don't have plastic Talk. toys and then children yes. are not allowed on screen, ironically. The mothers are documenting our yeah. lives on the screens. And they got a little bit of... What's that? What's that bruise? Oh, you know when you just get bruised when you get old? You hit things? What are you talking about? You're 46 years old. Oh, I must have smacked it on something. I bruise very easily. Look at my papery oh, thin skin. Yeah, I know. I'm the same. Anyway, yeah, these, these young, virile... Are women virile? Well, men yes, virile. because they have five kids each. Anyway, this article talked about them, and it started off pretty judgy. Like it would do things like it would mention their name and then in brackets afterwards put how many Instagram followers they had. And it's like, okay, we get it. And then they um, would mention like what sort of oven they had and how much the oven cost. Yeah. 
It so, was a very funny article. I thought that yeah. the, um, if I was one of the Byron Bay Instagram mums, I wouldn't have been thrilled by it. No, no. So I ended up reaching a point where I just wanted to throw my phone against the wall. I couldn't read any more of it because it's very long. Indulged, you know, just privilege. Just a privilege. None of them have the cheeseburger churns. Oh, God. They, they literally, like, they made me actually think you would actually make me question the concept, the reality that everyone's shit stinks. I reckon maybe their shit wouldn't stink. They're very pretty too. Oh, my thin. God, it's so thin. Anyway, the article was sort of talking about, um, I reached a point where I couldn't read any more of it. So Rob read the whole thing because, you know, he's good like that. And he said it really was raising the issue around the fact that the issue that we all have where we go to an area and we go, I love this. It's so laid back. It's so relaxed. It's so, you know, hippie and, and grungy. And then they all move in and they all bring in like, you know, and they they bring in their privilege. And then it means that the whole community that create that vibe can no longer actually afford to live there. No. And, and, and they think... push the original, you know, reason out. And then they're like, and then they're the ones that go, it's changed so much. <laughs> it's like sitting in traffic and complaining about the traffic. You are the traffic. <laughs> you know, like don't go to Byron and just go, oh, they never is so much better like, you know, 15 years ago. It's like, and how many years have you been coming here? I like Byron Bay, but I think it has a very seedy underbelly <laughs> as well. Well, we experienced that first. Yeah, yes, didn't we? we did. It's very lovely on the outside, but I think there's probably a lot of social problems. And I think those social problems are actually everywhere. 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 Um, what are you looking forward to this week? I'm going to Caro's farm. She's got baby calves oh, that are being well, born. Well, actually, they're just calves. They're baby cows or they're calves. So you wake up every morning to a new baby cow and then I say, please don't put that one on the truck. Because <laughs> then you forget that they, then you end up eating them. I did a really interesting – I did a fantastic story back in May and then did a route and did another update on it this last week. There's a company called Provenir and it was an ag tech startup and it's a, it's a group of five – friends or you know business partners there's a there's a farmer a vet uh um chef a marketer and a barrister of all things i'm kind of thinking that the next line was and they all walk into a bar yeah (laughs) so they have developed because they were all concerned about animal welfare and they were all concerned about just the changing sort of nature and face of the of the meat industry they have developed a travelling a travelling abattoir. So it's basically like a big So a bit rig. like a circus so of it's a blood. Big, it's a big rig, like a big like it's like a semi you know, like a big one of those what do they call those? Road trains. Yeah, but it's not like a road train, but it's like that. Yeah. That set up. And last week was the first they got their licence, so now they are the first Australian? Yeah, the first Australian company that is allowed to slaughter an animal on a property and then sell that commercially. Because at the moment, a farmer can kill a cow or a sheep and then, you know, butcher it and eat it, but they're not allowed to sell it. And that technically it's not meant to leave the property. Can you imagine that? Like on farming, like 
communities as if they're not going to send it home with their kids and everyone. Anyway, but the animal welfare issues are amazing like because the animal's not stressed, the animal's like all of the stuff. It hasn't had to be moved so for it doesn't, two days. It hasn't spent days. It's not dehydrated yeah. from the road train, all of this stuff. And now they're actually, they're, all the feedback they're getting from the trials and stuff from chefs and, and other um, outlets, butchers and stuff is like, my God, this meat is just above and beyond what the other best cuts they've got because the, so the now they're so stressed and all the adrenaline and so oh. the, one of the guys who I was talking could to could you ever be a vegetarian yeah I could I think I could yeah I, I hear could. stories like that I really could yeah I could but and I think you know we're all heading much more towards it because now the buzzword is flexitarian so it basically means that you're reducing your your meat like red meat intake down to probably like less less than 30% of your diet, overall diet in a week. Can I just segue into, do you understand what a pansexual is? Yes. Can you explain to me? Um, they're just sort of sexless is my understanding. Is that right? I think so. Let me just check. Well, someone was talking about being a pansexual the other day and I had to admit... So, um, I don't know much about nothing, right? I think um, oh, not limited. It's sorry. It's not that you're. It's not that you're sexless. It's actually that's asexual. I think it means that you're not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. So you could sort of be man or woman. Like you could be you could be gay or lesbian. Um, it's attraction. It's attraction towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. So how's that different to bisexual? Oh, that's really good. I don't know. I'll look that up too. Look at us. Answering all the tough questions that randomly run around my head. Yeah, no, it's good. I've been doing really well at um, talking myself out of unhelpful thoughts this week. Oh. Snaps to me. Yeah. And considering how under the pump you currently are. I know. And I've gone, you know, first of up straight to... Oh, I've got a stitch in my side. Oh, my God, I've got appendicitis too. You know, take a breath. You're a bit anxious. That's just a bit of anxiety flaring up. And I'm just talking to myself in a much kinder fashion. Oh. I know. I, and I urge you all to, just to try it. Just even the next time you look at yourself in the mirror and just think, oh, my God, don't do that. Look yeah. at it and go, oh, that lipstick looks nice on you. Yeah, do you know, I think one of my problems when I was in Brisbane was in the hotel, like in the bathroom, the mirror was just, just you know, the half a wall. like down. So I'd just stand there and see all of me and just go, I just don't need that first thing in the morning. I don't need it at three o'clock in the morning. And I was just really not loving it. So you don't look at your fabulous legs and say, oh my God, I've got Well, I couldn't legs. see my legs in that, in, in that photo, in that thing. Okay, so the difference... The difference between so bisexual is you're sexually attracted to both men and women. The definition of pansexual is not limited or inhibited in sexual choice with regard to gender or activity. To me, that just sort of oh, pansexuality on the other hand implies that there are more than two genders. So I think that's when you start to get into trans. Oh, okay. Look at us, 46-year-old sex education experts, not. 
Yeah. Because I think uh, one of Will Smith's kids has come out as pansexual, and that's why I decided to bring that up randomly. Yeah. I remember once they had their... What's their daughter's name? Is it Willow? Willow. Is Willow the daughter? Yeah. I remember that was a really... Willow and Jaden. Jaden, that's right. Jayden. I can't remember what I had for dinner last night, but I can remember that. <laughs> So true. I remember once they said about um, Willow, the mum said about Willow, I think she did something to her hair. Like she either coloured it or she shaved it off or she did something. And her mum said, if if we are raising her, talking about her body is her own, you know, she's only people she wants are allowed to touch it or look at, you know, whatever. And yet then I'm going to tell her how she can have her hair. Like if you're going to tell, like, that's part of her body. And I just remember going, oh, my God, that's so true. Mm. And then I just totally let go of, like, worrying about what the boy's hair was like. And so now... Unless they've got nits. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> okay, so hang on. Nit season is upon us. Swooping season is almost here. And there's going to be a lot of sneezing in my house from all my... Oh, I'm just... Hay feverish husband. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Bisexual, attracted to the... To the gender, the same as your own, and to other genders. Um, pansexual, attracted to people of all genders, binary or not. Um, so, and then it does. It says um, people use the word pansexual to be specifically inclusive of trans people. Yep. Um, but keep in mind that trans people aren't their own separate category because being trans is not a gender it's a just it's a descriptor of how you experience your gender. Bored now. Oh, wow. But it is very interesting. It's very interesting and I think I think you know, isn't we're it weird all... that we're talking about the fact that a woman can't get an abortion in New South Wales legally, but then we are so advanced in so many other ways. And yeah, and like yes, I can be pansexual, which means I can be attracted to any human regardless of gender. Yeah. But you can't get an abortion in New South Wales. No. Now, I think with that cheery note... That's just ridiculous, isn't it? We're going to get on with our Saturday. I'm heading off to the baseball super centre. I'm heading off to go and have brunch with my son, which is our new thing to do. I love that. And um, then I'm coming home to do some housework. It's a good drying day. It's a good drying day, as, <laughs> as we like to say. Just keep plucking.